I heard a great phrase. We were here yesterday. I'm on the fifth day of a two-hour project. <laughs> that's pretty much how I. Uh, right. That's how I feel. <laughs> hey everybody! Welcome to the Pre-Accident Podcast. I'm Todd Conklin. I'll be. Uh, I have an interesting role this podcast. I will be your host. Then I won't be your host. I'll be your guest. Then maybe if, uh, uh, depending on how things go, I might be your host again. <clears throat> a little role expansion, maybe a tiny bit of role expansion here is what's going to happen. How are you? Um, okay. We, uh, are making it here. I mean, it's, uh, it's a little bit nutty for sure and frightening. Still a lot of anxiety. It's it's interesting. I'm starting to see. Um, so there's two observations I would make that are uh, interesting to me. We'll see if they meet your test. I, I really, people really ebb and flow. There, there's, there's periods where people are high and positive and periods where people are, are clearly um, feeling some anxiety and it's kind of manifesting in in the way they interact and what happens, and you really feel that you can feel that kind of roller coaster at least emotionally, which is not surprising, nor would it be beyond prediction. I mean, I think those are pretty normal things, but you really see it. The other thing I'm really seeing is that uh, you 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 absolutely get to a point where you're kind of feeling done with this. It's you don't want to do it anymore, and some kind of faint attempt to get back to normal, whatever normal means is really appealing. Um, but it's not, we're not, I don't know how you guys are, but we're not there yet at all. So, so that's a, it's, that's, um, certainly a part of what, what's happening. I think the key is, uh, one is that you have to, I think it's, it's really important to be sensitized to the people around you. And to look for ways this anxiety is manifesting and and understand the context of it. Because the the context, as we always say, this is not new for us, context really contains everything. And the context is probably what's driving most of what's happening. The other thing I'm learning is how to be uh, entertaining on a Zoom meeting. So I've been, I have a bunch of hats by my desk and I change hats like about every three minutes on a zoom meeting just to kind of keep things going. I don't say anything about it. I just change hats and it seems to work. It gets, it gets pretty good response. So let's talk about today's podcast. Cause um, I'm curious to see what you think. So, you know, the deal, if you're new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. I'm glad you're here. You're more than, I'm so happy. You're more than welcome to be here. If you've been around a while, you know that the deal I make is that if I'm on your podcast, I want to play it on my podcast. And I do that because I think it's an interesting, I mean, you'll you kind of hear what the other podcast sounds like. And it's it's lazy for me because then it gives, you know, then there's a whole podcast I can do. And so it's double use of my time. And I like that because anytime I can do that, I'm for it. But this one, I think you'll find interesting. This is a, um, a guy named Colin Nottage, who's been a long, long time listener of the pre-accident pod. So he's one of us. But he rolled out his own podcast, and I love what he called it. It's called 
the Interesting Health and Safety Podcast. Now, that is a bold claim, Colin, because that means you have to be interesting. And I'd suggest, I don't know if this one is interesting or not, but we'll see. But Colin's got a podcast. He contacted me quite persistently, um, God bless him, because I'm not that good at responding to stuff, especially during this whole uh, shelter-at-home stuff. It's really easy. It's just super easy to not do work. I don't know if you've noticed how that feels, but it's, uh, it's or I do work, but it's easy to skip stuff. Like emails, you're like, I'll do that in a minute, and then that minute never comes. That's kind of where I was. But he stayed on me, and um, and so he interviewed me. And what I want to do for you guys is to let you listen to what Colin and I talked about and see what you think, because it's relatively, um, I would say it is a quite broad discussion that at least as near as I could tell, went the direction we wanted it to go. It, there was no pre-assigned questions, or, which I would not do well with, or, you know, uh, let's talk about what we're going to talk. We just started talking, and you'll see that's kind of where this starts. So that is today's pod, is a little view into what it sounds like to be a, a, a podcaster. You can listen to the whole podcast or at least Colin's version of it on his podcast, the interesting health and safety podcast promised to be interesting now um, and see how he, he, he did it. I, I just kind of grabbed the part of it. I thought that was most uh, uh, that I liked and thought, well, I'll just do this part. And, and I bet you his looks different and sounds different than mine, but either way you get to see what you think. You be the arbiter and the judge of what's going on here. Just about got this new book finished, which is seems painfully timely. Because uh, I started writing this book, When the Worst Thing Happens, way before the pandemic. But I finished it during this pandemic time, which is uh, pretty interesting. I also have finished reading, well, I shouldn't, I'm lying to you a little bit. I'm almost finished reading the Audible, is that what you say, Audible? The Audible copy of Pre-Accident Podcast. So that book, pre-accident, or not podcast, pre-accident investigation, uh, the, that book that I have, that will be available in Audible very soon. In fact, maybe now. I don't know. Check it out. But it will be, it would, I read that to myself with my head in a closet. So that's out there. And that was another project that I promised to get done, and I did. But l- let me talk less. And uh, let's listen to the uh, to the uh, most interest. Oh, sorry, I added most. The Interesting Health and Safety Podcast Special thanks to Colin Nottage for doing this. Um, See what you guys think. Listen carefully. Here's our conversation. I'm going to let, if if the people I work with want to work with me, I think I'm going to let them contact me. I'm going to, I'm going to try to not put pressure on them to find work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That could be the wrong, I could have exactly the wrong uh, philosophy, but. I, I don't know. I've never been to a pandemic. It's my first pandemic. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Spanish flu was a few years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I missed, I, I wasn't really paying attention then. I was young and didn't care. <laughs> the The belief that um, you're going back to what you left. Mm. This is a significant intervention. I mean, this will change. So my guess is this will change the way our workplaces look mm-hmm. probably for the rest of our lifetime. It's going to change the way we meet and interface with people for years. I mean, mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I wouldn't look for any big safety conferences in the next year or two. I mean, maybe I could, again, it's, we're all guessing <laughs> but where I really think this is going to have the biggest changes. We really have three crises. So we have the global health crises, um, the pandemic. We then have the economic crises, which is complexly coupled to the global health crises. I guess these are all complexly coupled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the third one is we have this great sort of psychological crises. Mm. So we've got the the amount of grief and guilt and post-traumatic stress is going to influence, I think, how people feel and think about themselves in their workplaces. Mm-hmm. It's going to dramatically influence our our workplace cultures. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, that's going to be interesting to watch because we come out of a world for the last, I don't know, pick a time, 27.6 years that has been aligned towards creating efficiency. And our language really talked about it, lean and just in time and shareholder value. And, you know, we created really business efficiencies. I think we're going to go back into a workplace that is really going to have to align itself towards resilience. Hmm. And, uh, and so that, I mean, and I think you said it earlier, I think that's a um, valuable opportunity. I mean, it's, it's not a bad thing to be known for resilience right now because I mean, the thing that was obviously missing from this whole event was the ability to be resilient. I mean, our systems, they buckled fast, man. Just, you know, and, 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 and everywhere, you know, but there's yeah, countries. Every, pretty much everywhere. I mean, the examples to look at are, uh, unfortunately, the United States. Uh, you guys uh, aren't any better. No. no. Spain, Italy. I mean, these are these are remarkable societies with incredible healthcare systems that just were so lean and so efficient that, that when push came to shove, they didn't have any, they didn't have any capacity and the ability to act differently. Mm. And so we just counted on the workers just busting their heinies to make success happen. That's exactly it. How is it over there? Are people freaked out since, since Bojo went down, did that change everything when Bojo went down? Well, I mean, there's, you know, there, there is such a divide. You know, you, you look at things like Twitter. There's, you know, there's so much hate in this world. You know, it's, it's oh, absolutely yeah, it's, it's yeah. horrible. It's horrible. And, there's, hate, uh, there's, hate, there's hate in the safety world. I posted this thing on, on a, a this kind of innocent comment on rule following, and I just got pounded. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, I, I posted a thing on the, the Navy captain getting fired for writing the letter. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Got, I probably got 60 hate mails. Really? I mean, hate, like hate mails. People mm-hmm. telling me how stupid I was. I'm just like, really? This is... It's a, when you, it's a sign of success, you, that, you know? Yeah, when you start <laughs> a letter with, you piece of shit, where, where do you go from there? I mean, <laughs> if that's your starting sentence... <laughs> How do you get? How do you get madder? I mean, it's the poor guy. The guy that wrote that letter was just like, dude. Yeah. You know, if that's your opening line. I'm done already. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's a massive, it's a massive um, uh, uh, story about them, not about you. You know, the people, the people that write that stuff. I do, um, I do quite a bit of work with a with a local business where I live, and um, and the the 
the owner of the business is very very successful he's a very very successful on on social media and he um you know he he's he's actually almost proud of the amount of uh, the amount of trolls that he's got because it, it just shows <laughs> it just shows that he's he's doing the right thing because he's he's challenging you know and he's out there and he's and he's saying stuff and he's and he's getting um he's getting reactions and you've got to have you've got to have a you've got to have i mean you strike me as somebody that's got a got a good hide that you can uh, you can let that roll off oh yeah 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 oh yeah i should tell you it doesn't it doesn't bother with so the great thing about it it for me for the trolls is i just don't read it mm. so then mm-hmm. i mean then it doesn't really bother you at all because yeah. if you don't read it then you don't know yeah. plus i don't know it just it's weird how much hate i mean it's the it's the hate thing that's driving me crazy mm. then you're seeing people become strongly nationalistic it's a there's a lot going on there yeah i mean you know our um you know since since 2016 when we had this uh this this vote on on leaving the european union there's yeah there's been such a there's been such a, a divide within the within the country and to, to a certain extent it, it felt it felt for a while that this uh you know this 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 pandemic was actually sort of bringing people back together you know we were all gonna we we're all gonna sort of get behind get behind the nhs or whatever and uh, and on we go but you just listen to the listen to the news bulletins. I mean, our, our government go on uh, go on on TV every night at five o'clock and do a and do a, a piece to to the state about uh, you know about the current situation, and then they have uh, questions with the press, and and the, the questions are just so so negative. You got this wrong. You got that wrong. You got this wrong, and everything everything's focused on what went wrong rather than actually saying you know what's gone right. Now, you know there, <laughs> maybe there isn't a lot that's going right, but. Uh, you know, it's you, you've got to focus on the positive sometimes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is so, it is, it's a really interesting time to be around. How's your podcast doing? It's going really well. So, um, yeah, we're on, um, you know, we're, we're, we have, we've done about 80 episodes now. Mine are, mine are quite, a lot of them are quite short and sharp. Um, you know, just, uh, just a few minutes long and we have some interviews. And I'll tell you, the, I think the most important thing that I'm getting from it is, is I'm getting the, the opportunity to speak to people that actually challenged my thinking and uh you know so i've 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 met you know i've i've met and i've also talked like we are now with um you know, just some some really interesting people that that make me think a little bit differently about how i do things and so so from a personal perspective it's you know i'm a i'm, I'm a better person from doing this podcast without it without a doubt without a shadow of doubt. Oh, that's and, that's a great thing to say holy cow you know it's you know it's, it's true you know there's there's you know i I have a different outlook on 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 quite a lot of stuff, and um, and probably a little, and I think it's a great um, it's a great way to sort of vent a bit of frustration as well. If you you, know, you can have a you yeah. can have a little rant, and even if you don't even if you don't put it on the air, you know, and put, put it as an episode, you still you still got it out your system through your through your microphone or whatever it is, and uh, I just find that I find that quite uh, you know quite therapeutic as well. So, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So. And you know, and you've been a, you've been a big part of that, sir. You know, so I really, I really appreciate the, uh, you know, you you linking up with us because um, I just I just found, you know, the the sort of things that you talk about, and you know, just the way that you challenge, uh, you know, there was there was one, you know, one of the things that we were hoping to talk about today was um, I can remember you talking about rules in the workplace, and you know, and I, I suppose I've come from quite a traditional health and safety background, you know, and I've. Uh, you know, and I've worked. Uh, you know, I've worked in businesses, and and I, I can remember. You know, standing up, running training courses, and and showing the 
the accident triangle and, and putting rules in place and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and thinking that I was making a difference. And that was, that was the funny thing about it. You know, I really thought, and we probably did to a certain extent, because going from, going from maybe where the business was to where it wants to be is a bit of a journey. And, and, and so we get down a certain way. But just listening to the stuff that yourself and Sydney talk about, it's just, it's just really fascinating, you know, and uh, this whole this whole human human performance and, you know, challenging people, you know, challenging management to, to take, to manage really, I think is what you're, what you're trying to do, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's been a really fun ride. And it's and it's really impactful. I mean, it really makes a huge difference. Organizations get better, and they they uh, kill fewer people. And so, I mean, it's it seems like a really good way to go. And it's kind of fun because it's you are sort of bucking against the orthodoxy, and somebody mm-hmm. needs to buck against the orthodoxy, like the the triangle, right? The Heinrich pyramid. Nobody really questioned that for a long, long time. And yet, when you look at it now, you realize well, there really is no connection between frequency and severity. I mean, and there never has been a connection between frequency and severity. That's right. So then that becomes really an interesting thing to think about. Mm. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, um, you know, I think one of the, um, you know, I suppose the the way that I, the way that I work um, is probably a, probably a a lower level than yourself um, in respect to, you know, to businesses. I I do quite a lot of, you know, stuff on the ground, um, you know, helping, helping businesses put risk assessments together um and and that kind of stuff and um and i and i suppose it's um you know it's you know it's it's getting the people at the top of the business to to really change their thinking because a lot of them have been indoctrinated over the years about the the triangle and all of that and yeah. it's, it's it's getting them to change their their view and their approach how do you how do you, how do you go about that i mean what, what's your you know without without giving everything away obviously but what what's your sort of starting point how do you, so i'll give everything away it's so yeah. Okay. I think the most important tool we have is generosity. Yeah, generosity is really key to success. So, it, so everything I'll give away. Mm. So, I, the problem with that question is, is um, it's, I don't, I don't know how it happened, but mm-hmm. there's two. One is that when you have access to the senior leadership team, use it. The problem is, is I don't know how to tell you to get access because it's hard. I know a couple things for sure. One is that the the next switch in safety is not a switch at the worker level. Workers are really pretty darn good at being safe and are constantly trying to be safer. And the old adage is true. Nobody comes to work and wants to have an accident. I mean, we know that's true. The next change in safety is really a shift in how management thinks about leading safety. And that big shift, which I talk about all the time, is pretty easy. I mean, I can summarize it for you. It's changing the way they think about the workers. So they move from thinking the worker is the problem to be fixed, which is traditional safety orthodoxy. We make safety programs better by making workers safer, to realizing that the worker is really the solution, that workers are problem solvers, and that they understand at a much more profound level how our systems work where our systems are strong and where our systems are weak. The shift though, because I'm not ditching your question, I promise. The shift is to help the work, help the leadership understand that change. And what I found to be most effective is to get them to redefine safety. So how do you define safety? What's your definition of safety? What do you, I mean, if somebody asks you that question, I guess somebody is asking you that question. I'm doing it right now. 
What's your definition of safety? Um, it's the it's the presence the presence of control. Yeah, it's, it's, it's how so, I like it's how I like to look at it. You know, um, you know, a lot of you know a lot of businesses look at things. Um, oh, well, we haven't had any accidents in the last uh, two years or eighteen months or twelve months or whatever it may be. You know, and it's uh, you know it's it's really. But how have you achieved that? You know, and and, and have you right. achieved that because you've got the control in place or or have you tossed the coin and it's come up heads, you know? Yeah, were you were you good or were you lucky, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. that definition you gave is really a good definition. If I stopped 10 leaders in companies you work with, would they give the same definition? And the challenge is, especially at the leadership level, is what they measure and count is the absence of failure, the absence of injury, really, if you, if you pushed me. Yeah. And so they see safety as really the absence of, of an accident mm-hmm. when in reality the workers will tell you safety is the presence of capacity. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's the ability to act and to make a difference. Once that shift happens at the leadership level, you're home free and it doesn't take them long to get it. I mean, longer than probably a normal worker, but it's not a long time. The question is, is how do you get access mm-hmm. and the access that, that part's hard. Um, I think it helps to have books. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, I think that gives you some instant credibility. I don't know if it should give you instant credibility, but it does give you credibility. Mm-hmm. I think like the podcast helps get access because a lot of people listen to it. And then I also think what you charge, um, believe it or not, mm-hmm. has a lot to do with the access you get in the organization. If you're expensive, yeah, you get to talk to the boss. Yeah. <laughs> because you cost a lot yeah. of money, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so yeah. It, but if you're cheap, Mm-hmm. then the, you never get to talk to the boss because their time is really valuable and they don't have time to do that. The last thing I would add is that unfortunate, maybe is unfortunate the right word? Uh, a lot of times I come in after really a serious thing has happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something really bad took place. Uh, people are dead or something really uh, horrible transpired. And then you have really uh, amazing access and you can actually sit sit in a room and tell them their baby's ugly and they'll listen to you because they're usually quite in shock and quite freaked out. But that's a really good, that's a hard question, but it's a really good question to ask because a lot of people getting the access to their leadership team is really hard, even in, inside the company. Yeah. That's where the change has to happen. It has to start. <laughs> it has to, well, I don't know if that's to start there, but there has to be a change in the way they perceive the workforce. Hmm. We, um, when I, when I worked for, for my, for a, a large uh, organization a few years back, we, um, we got a guy, do you know, do you know a guy called Peter McKee? Have you come across Peter? No, no. Okay. P- Peter, Peter's, um, pretty much retired now, but he used to be, uh, he used to be CEO of DuPont many years ago. And, uh, um, he was also the chair of the health and safety executive in Northern Ireland. And, um, and he's from he's from Northern Ireland, really really oh, nice really? guy. And he um and he came around and did uh, he did this this thing called visible visible felt leadership. You may have heard you may have heard I'm of that. Familiar that with that from from Dupont stuff, yeah. Yeah. So and it was just again it was just really that was really great because that was that was that was getting the the management in the business to to actually get out of their out of their safe zone and get out into the workplace where 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 stuff was happening. And and challenge and ask questions and and you know and just 
And I think one of the one of the big issues that we found was that that, that some of those people were really really uncomfortable at doing that. <laughs> you know, they just didn't they didn't like going out and talking to people. And uh, you know, just because I suppose they they've they've been in their you know they've been in their 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 safe zone, their 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 office, their ivory tower, or whatever it was. But I just found that I found that really good. You know, I spent a lot of time going around the country with him, spending time out talking to people. Just How do you think that'll play out? post-pandemic because we've had a really interesting thing happen where we have these essential workers that are running, you know, Tesco and, Mm -hmm. and the gas station and, you know, transportation. And we have all these other workers read that as kind of leadership and administrative workers who are working from home. Mm -hmm. That division strikes me as, as relatively um, important to think about Mm -hmm. from a safety position. Because mm-hmm. I, I would think a really good question to ask is uh, if if we kept the groceries on the shelves in Tesco without our leadership, why do we need our leadership? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. a, kind of a fair question, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's, uh, I mean, if we were able to provide the product during a time of high crisis and stress without our administrative leadership team, why do we need our leadership team? Yeah, no, that is uh, that's an, that is an interesting, interesting question, isn't it? So you know, and it's um, I think um, you know, I think it's 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 really, it's about it's about I suppose being able to to get more clarity on what people are actually doing and what they're actually delivering into the business because because not every important role is the is the customer facing role, although the customer facing role is important, you know, and it's 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 about being able to being able to be open and honest and transparent and, and really challenge, you know, what, uh, you know, where each person fits into the cog to make a, you know, to make that, that, that wheel turn successfully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, oh, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, yeah. I don't, I didn't mean to scare anybody, but I mean, it's, uh, it's something I think about because why wouldn't you think about it? I, to me, the most important question I'd ask when we came back is I would do two things. I would go out and actually look at how work is being done now mm-hmm. because it's clearly being done differently than it was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So lots of rules have been thrown out, lots of approvals where once you had to get three signatures on a lockout tag out. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have to get three signatures because two of those signatures are working from home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're now we're down to one signature, but did we kill anybody? Does the lockout tag out still work? I would ask this question, how is work happening now? And then the next question I would ask almost immediately is what did you guys miss while we were gone? Yeah. Yeah. And then that list would become important because that really is the function that the non-customer facing workers provide to the workforce. And then everything else, I would guess you could just sort of cleave out and throw away. And maybe you don't need three signatures on your lock and tag permission slip. Because mm. you clearly, when it when it got to the important time, when we were in crisis, we gave up two of those signatures immediately. Right? And did we get more dangerous? You'll just have to ask. I mean, it's a really interesting question to ask. No, that's uh, yeah. It's gonna, hey, it's gonna be interesting, and it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how you know how consultation and communication, um, you know, works, and you know, and how people do engage, you know, because because for a while after, you know, when we when when we do get lifted, you know, I I will 
I walk down the street now and, um, you know, I was, I went to the supermarket this morning and uh, everything's marked out two meters and, and everybody's keeping their distance from everybody. And there's nobody's, uh, you know, nobody's uh, really engaging. And, 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 and that's, there's going to be that in the workplace, isn't there? There's going to be, oh, sure. there's going to be this, this, this scare, scaredness, I suppose, of, of, oh, of engaging. Sure. I think it's going to be a combination of fear, uh, anxiety, and a combination of grief. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of grief for what's been lost. Yeah. So, and not, not just people, although that's a significant, there, there will be people with, with loss there, but also sort of a loss of innocence, a loss of the old way. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, cause some stuff's not coming back. I mean, <laughs> uh, and, and I'm not sure, I mean, I'm not sure it should come back, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, the, the, the Lexan screen between you and the cashier is probably not a bad idea. And one wonders if they'll take them back down or if they'll make them more permanent. Yeah. And that's a good question, right? And those are the questions we should be really thinking about. Hopefully we'll bounce forward out of this, but to do that, we've got to change our metaphor of what we're going through. This isn't, we can't look at this like a storm, right? When the storm is over, we'll go out and clean up the yard and go back to our lives. This is a, this is a big change in how we identify and how, how really things happen, how work is done is a, is a pretty good way to think about it. I mean, I, um, I do, I, I, I'm based uh, just north of London um, and I do quite a bit of work up in Scotland and I've just been chatting, chatting to the clients that I, I have been going up to once a quarter and spending some time with them on, uh, on site and just saying, look, if I, if we do like we're doing now, a lot of what I do when I'm up there, we could do like this. And, and, and what it means is, is rather than me coming up for, for two days, uh, for two days a quarter, I can actually do this every month with you for a, for a half a day or a day. And we can, we can just get plans and programs and, 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 and we can actually really challenge how, how things improve and we can get traceability and it's not going to cost you anymore because there's no flights, there's no hotels, there's no travel costs. You know, we're going to be able to do so much more for, for the, for the, for the same amount of money. And, you know, and they've just been really open to that, you know, and, and people just really like the idea of, doing things differently so what do you think that's how the sausage is made you just you got to see the sausage being made or here you got to hear the sausage being made that is pretty much the cast the podcast thanks for listening um tell your friends let's see if we can get some more if this will help anybody listen like crazy pass it out freely there are no rules here enjoy have a good time until then learn something new every single day have as much fun as you possibly can be kind to each other And for goodness sakes, be safe.